Casher Audio. Cashers, we have casheraudio.com over at the main stage. You can come share your geocaching stories and hear other people's great stories. Hello, hello, hello. Cacher Audio is a project that we came up with where we wanted to hear geocachers' stories. We wanted to hear geocachers tell the stories so that we could then share it in a bigger medium. And so we created a podcast, and our podcast is, at, is out on cashaudio.com. We like going to mega events because that's where the most geocachers are. And so today, Groundspeak has let us come here and collect stories from you guys here at, at the block party. The way that we envision this is if you guys have a story to share about your block party experience, about a cache you found here at the block party, about a lab cache that you found here, about a cache that you found in Seattle, your favorite cache, your first cache, anything around geocaching that you would like to share, please come up. And here's Wade. This is Wade Mercer. Wade's going to have a microphone, and you're just going to share your experience with Wade. And then after you share your experience with Wade, well, while you're doing it, we're going to broadcast it out so other geocachers can hear it now, real live. And then when we're done, we're going to collect them and create a podcast dedicated to the block party. Is there anybody who wants to come first? Over there? All right. We have one brave guy. Glad you could make it. I'm Wade. I'm Larry. Larry, nice to meet you. Just start with your geocaching name, where you're from, and then let's hear your story. Okay, uh, my geocaching name was uh, L.W. Lewis, but about two weeks ago I changed it to SFC Quartermaster. And um, we're from Port Orchard, Washington. A few months, a couple months ago, we went to the Rainier Geo, uh, Geo Tour. And we're up there, we're driving around. My daughters are navigating. We're in dead zone, so we're using all three phones. And we get to the one for the laser cave. They failed to tell me that the little red dead, there's a little red flag here along the road, which is identifying the parking area. I went about almost a quarter mile up past that, and then the trees just started closing in around my truck with deep ruts. I had to back up for almost a quarter mile with a steep bank down one side, and I got my granddaughter right behind me on the driver's side. Well, that's the side that that steep bank was on, so she was getting all nervous <laughs> and had to back down. But that was also our first to find. And we've been geocaching. I've just been, I just hit a year this month. So they're about a month behind me. I'm Hot Bloon, and my home is Dallas, Texas area. But right now, my story is that about four or five years ago, I decided I wanted to see this country. And the best way to see it is geocaching. And the best way to see it is to keep on the move. So I started... And I sold two houses. I sold everything I own. I bought a Sprinter, finished out the inside, and I'm living in it full-time, traveling full-time and geocaching across this country and finding the most wonderful places just because there's a geocache there that I would not have seen otherwise. My name is Ducks, folks. I'm a team cacher with my husband. We are from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Arlington, Texas, to be specific. We decided we'd come to the block party this year, and we thought maybe a quick flight in to Seattle, and then a flight down or a car rental to Portland, since we still have friends in Portland. 
and then we discovered GeoArt in Kansas, and then we discovered more GeoArt in Nebraska. So we hitched up the RV, we took on a passenger, we spent a day in Kansas, we spent two days in Nebraska, and we've been working our way to the Pacific Northwest ever since, and here we are. Uh, my name is Bad Dog 1762 and I'm local, so I'm in the Seattle area. And I have a word of advice about geocaching. In the park, after dark, make sure you take extra batteries, especially when it's cold because you end up coming back from the nighttime cache in the dark, trying to find a trail. Have fun at the block party, guys. Hi, my name is Earth Angel. I'm from Vancouver, Canada. And I was in Morocco in the spring. And in Morocco, they have souks, which is just mazes of uh, marketplaces. And I couldn't locate the cache because the uh, GPS would say one place, but you couldn't, I couldn't locate it. So I had a picture of the store for the cache. And I asked a storekeeper, and uh, he was like, oh, I don't know about this place. But then they passed me on about three times between men as we were going through the cache and everyone was like, oh, we know where that is. And they just kept taking me further and further into the, the souks. And eventually I located the cache. So that was a fun experience. I couldn't get out though. I didn't know how to get back out. So it took me a couple hours to find my way back. Uh, my geocaching name is Lori J13 and we're from Hillsborough, Oregon. And my husband and I just recently went to Oahu for our 35th anniversary. And so we're looking up on my, uh, at the, the map, and we see that there's one not on the land, but kind of in the water. And the name of the cache is Bob. And I go, I bet I know it's in the water. So as we get closer, there's two buoys out quite a ways. Um, and so swam out there. I'm not a real good diver, but went out and saw the under the, the chain, and there was nothing there. Oh, first of all, the description was Bob, that's it, just Bob. And the hint was, really? So it, I thought that was cute. Anyway, there was nothing there, so I thought, well, maybe it's the one further out, and there was nothing there. So I had looked at the recent logs, and, and someone had said, I found where it's supposed to be, uh, but it wasn't there, but I'm, so I'm going to hit found it. And I didn't know if I should do that, so I emailed the cash owner, and he said, yeah, go ahead and do it. Uh, the local yokels sometimes come and get it. So anyway, so I got the found it legitimately, although we didn't find it. But that was a, that was a good one, Bob. Really? Yeah, that's it. Bob, so. I'm Turkey819, and I'm from Ford, Pennsylvania. I started cashing in August of 2013. I'm a school bus driver, and a co-worker took me on a trip. And I said, well, show me what this is. She took me out, and I came home, and I told my husband about it. And he goes, well, there's one right down the street from our house. So we did a five-cash walking tour in the house, you know, in the block around the area. So we've been cashing now. August 1st was two years. We hit today 3,000 today at Block Party! <laughs> I'm Jellyfish13. I have a really short story, but it's cool. Uh, this spring, on spring break, I taught a geocaching camp to 4th through 6th graders as part of Pacific Science Center. It was awesome. At the time, I didn't know too much about the whole thing, but since then, that was kind of my first experience to get educated about it. But with the camp, with 12 kids, they actually made a geocache in Mercer Slough Nature Park down in Bellevue. They got permission to make it, and with the help from the teachers like me, we... Um, we helped them name it, and they made the hint themselves, and they made little uh, cards that were about cash in, trash out, and they put those in the cache as their first uh, 
treasures. So that was really fun with our 12 fourth through sixth graders. Team 2002 from Tucson, Arizona. I was very fortunate in getting to be a volunteer at the 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City. They called, referred to us as Team 2002. I was at Park City Mountain Resort, uh, was where I was working, and there was this gentleman talking about this, this new thing with using a GPS and going and finding things. And I thought, that's kind of interesting. And dumb, dumbly, I waited until like August of 2002 and went on the, lo the website and logged in and created, I couldn't think of a name other than Team 2002, so that's kind of where that came from. And I... Um, didn't have a GPS, so it was January of 2003 before I actually found my first cache, and I'm at almost 16,000 now. I'm Atomic Glitterbomb, and I'm from right here in Seattle. And my story is I started out as a letterboxer many, many years ago. And uh, I was looking for a letterbox that was hidden on a uh, train caboose. And I thought I had found the location for my box, and I stuck my hand in there, and I pulled out another box and I opened it up and there was no stamp or anything in there and I said what on earth is this just completely puzzled by it and I said saw that there was this thing said you can go online and log it and I was like all right I'll do that so I went home I logged it and I read a little bit about it on the website and I was like oh this is going to involve like a GPS or a cell phone and I didn't even have a cell phone at the time I'm never going to do this again and I put it out of my mind and then a couple of months ago, uh, I started doing Quest Scouts, and they're like, you need to go ge geocaching to accomplish your scout. I was like, geocaching? Isn't that that thing I found that random one from like a decade ago? And it turns out it was, and I've been hooked ever since. That's all pretty much my entire hobby life since. So it took a long time to get started, but now I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm S.A. Parrothead, and uh, I also review now for set. You planned that, didn't you? You did that. It's your fault. Seaplane. Yeah, I, as you can tell, I'm from Australia. I started caching back in uh, 2004, May, because I used to have this good habit of going overseas and, and then wandering away from my hotel and having no idea where I was when I needed to go back. So I bought a GPS and then a bloke at work said, ah, you can do this thing called geocaching. <laughs> so, so I go geocaching all the time. So from then, I've got about 10,000 finds now, and I now am a reviewer in Australia for South Australia and the island of Tasmania as well. All right, so I decided I'd better come over here and have a look at this last block party and see what was happening. And it's been a great. I've really enjoyed Seattle. It's a beautiful place. Our geocaching name is BCJW Walder, and we, do, we, we went to this cache one time, and it was in a tree. And we climbed, my dad climbed up this tree about 30 feet, and we found these, we looked in a hole and he's like, oh, there it is. We, he stuck a stick in there and a whole bunch of frogs jumped out. Ten frogs jumped out and then we climbed up a little bit higher to look for it. And five more frogs jumped out of a different hole. And as we were coming back down, we looked to the left. And at the very bottom of the tree was the cache. He didn't even have to climb up that far. <laughs> it was just sitting there. And then when we looked back up at the tree, there were still about three more frogs left in the tree. I'm Train 19-4 from Ozark Mountain Geocachers near Springfield, Missouri. And my story is, last week, a friend and I, Spirit Guide, we completed a 5-5 Warago. And for the Warago, you get to stage three and you had to drive 114 miles to the next stage. 
you get to stage four and you have to drive 120 miles to the next stage. And so we put in about 700 miles getting that geocache. But by golly, we got the first to find. I am, my name is Crossing a Canyon. I'm from Aldergrove, B.C. My favorite... <laughs> woo! Yes, yay, Canada! Uh, what's my favorite geocaching story? Actually, it's my favorite geocaching hide. It's actually in Aldergrove. It's very interesting to find because it's in the middle of a park and it looks like a tree. On the other side is a full-size locker. And then I spent about 20 minutes trying to open it and it just suddenly fell open. I logged it, closed it, and then we tried to open it again. Couldn't get it open. I'm going back in a little bit, take my daughter back so she can try and open it. Uh, If any of you ever get to Florida, go to the Cracker Trail. The guy is diabolical. There's one where you go dead on and you're in the middle of a two-lane road. It can't be there. So you start, you know, working out. Finally, I see about 50 yards away, a piece of monofilament fisting line coming down from a tree. So you start lowering it down and back in the original coordinates in the middle of the road, this thing comes down out of a tree. And it's covered with Spanish moss, so you can't see it. So it's a Nemo, but he's all covered with Spanish moss. And when you get finished, you just crank him back up into the tree and right in the middle of a road. That's just, that's just one of them. But there's a, there's a bunch of them. It's a tr- uh, cracker trail is actually the, the crack of a whip when they herded cattle up through Florida. And the guy is diabolical. <laughs> I'm 51 Capitals. And I'm Keen Tiger 98. And last summer, we, um, well, we started geocaching in, in June. And we did two geocaches in Federal Way just down the road. And then we left to go to all 51 capitals in 51 days. And so we got all 50 states in Washington, D.C. in those 51 days. So by the time we finished, we had 69 caches in all, all the states. Hi, I'm Geocachers. Um, I live in Morgan Hill, California. And I've got a ton of stories, but my favorite maybe to tell is one where I went on a 50-mile canoe ride with the Boy Scouts. And about 45 miles into that, uh, one of the other scouts came up to me and said, we think we found a geocache. And there was a a whirlpool in the river, and there was something floating in it. And being a good scout, they picked this thing up. They brought it to me, and I did some research on it. I had to look at the names on the log and everything. And this was a cache that had originated 50 miles upstream and a mile inland. So somehow this thing made its way to the river, made it all the way down, and had been floating around in this whirlpool for well over a year. And we picked it up, and, and, you know, I sent an email to the cash owner, and they didn't seem to be thrilled about it, but I thought it was the most amazing thing that I'd ever seen, but pretty cool. Now, uh, a few years ago, um, Adam and I went to do the ET Highway with uh, the Devert 7. Turned out to be quite an adventure. When we met in um, Las Vegas about midnight to get our car, we found out that our original car, our SUV, was given away to a basketball team. So seven big guys ended up spending four days in a Ford, um, what was it, Adam, a Ford what? Ford Explorer. It wasn't the best fit for us, but we did it. We went and uh, cashed the ET Highway, um, got quite a few caches, had a lot of fun. But all I can say is I'm glad I didn't rent that car afterwards because it wasn't smelling the best when we turned it in. Say geocache. Geocache.